The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com for your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about chronic pain. I feel as if more often as chiropractors, people come to see us because of their chronic pain. There can actually be a lot of different sources though. And that's really truly trying to get down to the root causes and then going through some more natural abilities to support chronic pain. Now, that being said, as a Max Living doctor at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, our goal is to look for whole body wellness. So what does that mean, whole body wellness? So oftentimes I see a patient who comes in and they said, hey, I have pain, right? And this is what got me thinking about today's topic. I have a lot of pain. And I said, okay, what have you done beforehand? And they say, well, you know what I've done beforehand? I have, uh, I went to my medical doctor and they said, we should do some non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, some over the counter. And they did that. And then they realized that it wasn't really getting to the cause of the problem and they had to keep taking it and they had to keep taking more and more often. So that was problematic. And then they said, if that doesn't work, we can send you to physical therapy. And they said, okay. So I went to physical therapy and they usually say, hey, that really warranted a slight relief of pain. But then once I stopped going a couple months later, it all kind of returned. And they said, hey, if you have that chronic pain, depending if it's like a joint or if it's your back, we could try to do um, injections. Right? And so it's like another aspect. And so the problem that they always felt and they're like, well, if that doesn't work, okay, well then maybe we can send you to a specialist and that specialist will run bigger and better tests and maybe they can give you some answers. But they always, when patients come in, they always kind of felt like they were getting the runaround and they never truly felt like anyone was looking to get to the root cause, which sometimes is frustrating to people when they come into the office too, because we hear, you know, like someone, I'll never forget that's probably like five or six years ago I had a patient who came in he was a radio listener and he came with shoulder pain and he said my shoulder hurts and we went through kind of what you know what was causing it and it was just like a general range of motion he went to go reach to turn off like an alarm clock behind him and um his shoulder started to hurt 
And so we went through and looked at his cervical spine, like his neck, all the different things. And I got a very uh, discontent, nastily worded email talking about how I was just not a great practitioner because I never looked at his shoulder. I didn't make him take off his shirt. And so I did an entire show about the shoulder girdle and how your trapezius, which actually originates from the base of your occiput, the base of your skull, and C1, and how that actually goes to the shoulder and how things like frozen shoulder can be helped with things like adjustments or um, how your brachial plexus, which is the nerve plexus that comes out from your neck from the base of your cervical spine and upper thoracic how that actually goes in to innervate the muscles and how if it's not a mechanism of injury that oftentimes like it's not a fall on an outstretched hand or there wasn't like you weren't crushed in an elevator you weren't in a motor vehicle accident that you likely exacerbated an underlying and so when we looked to getting to more of the cause he felt like he wasn't heard And I'm like, I'm so sorry that you felt like you weren't hurt. But that's one where it's like so many times we're like, ouch, here's where it hurts. It hurts right here. Fix right here. And my job as a doctor and why you come into my office and and you you hire me as a doctor, right? I tell patients all the time, like, you don't like your doctor? Go find one that listens to you better. And I do listen. And we do listen in the office. But sometimes people feel as if they're not heard because where you put your finger and where you feel that pain isn't necessarily the exact spot that's the cause of the problem. So on the flip side of things, the other reason why we're so successful at the office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is we intend to get to the root cause of the problem. Like our goal is to get to the cause. And sometimes when people say like, my hip hurts. You know, I talked to a patient the other day and she said, my hip hurts. You're not pulling on my leg like my other chiropractors do. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at, look at what happens. Here's where your ilium rotation goes into. So where your femur head actually attaches into that acetabulum, it rotates if your ilium rotates, right? So we're pulling on your leg isn't going to fix the massive rotation of loving. Also, you have the curvature in your lumbar spine. And here's the muscles, like your psoas muscles and your multifidus muscles. Here's where they attach onto the pelvis that has a direct bearing onto your hip. And so oftentimes it's like it hurts here and it fixes here. But we want to address the spine as a whole. We want to address the body as a whole. And that comes from chronic pain too, right? For example, like fibromyalgia. You know, fibromyalgia is so hard, it's chronic pain, and it's points to 12 points on your body that hurt. And so one of the reasons, again, why we're so successful in things like even such as fibromyalgia is because we truly get down to the root cause of the problem. Like, what is causing that pain? And that's more of what we do and what we stand behind at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. So we're going to dive down a bit deeper into that. But before we do, I've got some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. Today's Health in the News. Additional types of cancer reported in people with breast implants, the FDA says. Again, additional types of cancer reported in people with breast implants, the FDA says. 
So the FDA is alerting the public about certain cancers, including squamous cell carcinoma and various lymphomas that have been reported in scar tissue that forms around breast implants. The FDA announced this past week that although it believes the occurrence of squamous cell carcinoma and various lymphomas in the capsule around the breast implants may be rare, health providers and people who have or are considering breast implants should be aware of these cases and report them or any other cancers found around the implants to the agency. These various lymphomas are not the same as lymphomas that have been previously been described as associated with breast plants, right? This is why they say additional. So we already knew that there are cancers that are associated with breast implants. Now, the FDA said that after a preliminary review of published literature, it is aware of several cases uh, of lymphoma and carcinoma in the capsule around the implant. Uh, people with breast implants do not need to change their routine or their medical care, according to the FDA, but they should be aware that some of the reported signs and symptoms include swelling, pain, lumps, and change in the skin. The agency learned of these reports of squamous cell carcinoma and various lymphomas during, going, during an ongoing post-market review of the safety of breast implants. Here's what's interesting about this. And I... This is one of the topics as a health provider I have been more privy to than the medical community has desired to address over the last decade and a half. I cannot tell you how many individuals have come into my office and have said, ever since I've got these implants, I don't feel right. And there's different reasons to get implants, right? Sometimes people get them for one where you know, body positivity. I had um, one of my husband's um, marine friend's wives got them, you know, and it was on the ocean. So a lot of the times they're at the beach and she just wanted to feel more positive about her body. And I had asked her, have you ever looked at or researched breast implant illness? And she had never heard of it. And she said, I desire that and I'll figure out if I get an autoimmune or sick leader. I'm like, okay, I respect that decision. And that's, that's, my, that's my job as a practitioner, right? Did you know? And if you don't want to know more about it, that's okay. You're an adult. Like you make that decision. On the other side of the coin, or if it's one where I've had individuals who have got them for more of a reconstruction after breast cancer or a mastectomy. And... So when we look at these aspects, right, it's always like a very sensitive subject, especially in females, on what, but this, when I tell you, has been, I mean, even a couple years ago, whatever doctor is on the, um, gosh, he's like a well-known LA, like, plastic surgeon. I think he does, like, the, the botched. But anyways, I, I watched an article about him and he came out and said, hey, I will help you do an explant and take these out as long as you um, make sure you use your platform. It was someone who was like had more of like a like a platform, a, like famous or I don't know, ABCD. I don't remember what the celebrity was, but he was like, this is breast plant illness. Most doctors don't talk about this. So you need to use your platform to be able to educate others about breast implant illness. 
And so there's so many times that I have patients who come in and they're like, I've never been the same. No one can find what's wrong with me. Um, And I've had other individuals who've had them taken out and within days to weeks, the color comes back into their face. They're sunken, blackened eyes, refreshed. They literally look like life has been breathed into them. Their joint pains start to go away. Their autoimmunity lessens. All of these things that happen when they get them taken out. It's very interesting. But there has been a history of health concern and breast implants. A link between breast implants is systemic disease, including autoimmune have been reported since the 1960s, according to a paper that was published in the Journal of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery in 2019. Reason why is because regardless if you have like, oh, well, this kind of gel or this saline or this silicone is safer than the other, it is still a foreign object, right? Like people who have ever known of or have kids who get um, tubes in their ears and you're like, oh, yeah, the tubes fell out and you're like, no, the body pushed it out because it was a foreign device, right? <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, you have a splinter. Don't worry, your body will work its way out. Why? Because your body is designed to get rid of foreign things. These implants are unfortunately no different. In 2011, the FDA first identified a possible association between breast implants and the development of cancer uh, called breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma, right? Like these are blood cancers. These are blood cancers. Why would they be blood cancers, right? Because you have all of these lymphatics that are around your armpit and to your breast and we've got this foreign device. It is literally inside. It's in your blood. Um, In 2019, the pharmaceutical company Allergan issued a worldwide recall of biocell textured breast implants and tissue expander that have been linked to this cancer, The move came after the FDA requested that the manufacturer voluntarily recall the product and the FDA maintains a registry to which doctors are supposed to report cases of this lymphoma in people with breast implants. Last year, the FDA made several changes to breast implants regulation, including new labeling with a boxed warning. I'm sorry, do you see the box before you go in there? Weird. And the patient checklist that informs people that implants are not a medical device and uh, that will last a lifetime. It is not a medical device that will last a lifetime. And the FDA said it decided to restrict the sale of breast implants to healthcare providers who often patients a standardized checklist that explain the risk. The changes require doctors to walk patients through these potential health problems and give the patients an opportunity to sign off on the checklist to show that we're properly informed about the risks to their health. Right? Like, oh, man. Although most women have breast implants, um, may not see side effects. As many as 20% of women who get implants for augmentation have them removed within 8 to 10 years, owing them to complications. The older the implants are, the more health risks they pose, and the more risk could require additional surgery. Um, It's interesting. We have to go through CEUs as doctors. And what was interesting more recently is through one of our CEUs, continuing education units, as doctors, we need them in order to renew our license. Right, because as a doctor of chiropractic, I am a board-certified, licensed practitioner. So um, one thing that I hadn't really thought of is that when women have breast implants, knowing the 
duration that they've been like the time that they've been in there and the need to make proper documentation because of the health risks and the risk of of rupture the older they get because of adhesive encapsulation was really really interesting they talk about how they we do discuss complications those ranging from scarring around the implant sometimes soreness or discomfort to in the last seven years probably a bit more this is coming from a doctor plastic surgeon group out of new york what the general public should appreciate is as doctors and clinicians we want to always be safe we're constantly not only educating ourselves but educating patients as well so it's just one I thought this was more of a a great article because more so like the death from these cancers is incredibly high and sometimes they'll link it back and sometimes they won't but what I see more than anything is that the quality of life because of the autoimmune, the chronic pain, the odd symptoms that happen when they're put in. And it might not be a year, two years, or five years, but the longer that they're in, but then to see this like almost what is a seemingly magical transformation that happens once they get them removed. (gasps) Oh my goodness. So it's just some food for thought for individuals when you're like, why is this happening and you're like, because the body is not designed to have foreign objects in it. So it's just one. Breast implants we see as kind of a cosmetic, uh, when in reality, there are tons of health repercussions that may not have made been made known. So when we return, we will talk more about chronic pain and getting to the root cause next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Glorious, glorious, got a chance to start again. I was born for this, born for this. It's who I am, I could have Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, to schedule your initial exam and consultation. <laughs> I think the one good aspect about coming in is that you won't know any less and you won't feel any worse. <laughs> you know, there's so many times it's been so people are like, can you help with this? Can you help with that? And I'm like, listen, we don't treat any disease process. We don't cure any disease process. We literally look for where the brain isn't connecting to the body. Subluxation is where those bones shift out of alignment. And when you allow for the body to function and heal, it is amazing what happens. And then when you give it the other four essentials, nutrition, detoxification, oxygen, mindset, It is wonderful how the body is made to heal and be restored. That is where we're supposed to be. Now, we are talking a bit today about chronic pain. I I see this. I see this a lot. So there's really two types of pain. There's acute pain and chronic pain. Acute pain comes suddenly. It's caused by, usually caused by something more specific, right? 
often can happen because of an injury, surgery, an accident, dental work, um, burns, cuts, infections, you know, giving birth, childbirth, labor, specific events, right? Um, acute pain typically lasts a couple of days, um, hours, days, weeks, some cases months. Although acute pain gradually gets better and over the time typically goes away. Chronic pain is defined more so as pain that lasts for more than six months. Um, it's ongoing. It's either present daily. It comes and it flares back up. It may start with a specific event, like it might start with an injury or illness as acute pain, but it, it doesn't completely go away. So this is one where um, chronic pain is, uh, because acute pain is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Kind of like acute inflammation, like you go running, you sprain your ankle and your, your body swells. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're like, no, that swelling's a good thing. Your body's bringing extra fluid, white blood cells to clean up any debris. So, well, chronic pain, not often, um, it's kind of a change in pain signaling and detection. And oftentimes you'll watch the degradation of health and function. So there's different types of chronic pain. And this is one where this is where I feel as kind of the standard allopathic model really struggles with this because if it doesn't fit into a box, it's not diagnosable. And if it's not diagnosable, there's no course of care and treatment. Like think we're literally in a society where if something is wrong with us, we almost get to the point where we desire for them to diagnose us with something, right? Like we just want an answer. I see this a lot in the office, right? Like we run through all these testings and when nothing comes back and nothing comes back, we're almost disappointed. We're actually, not that we desire something to be wrong with us, but if they have a diagnosis for you, once there's a diagnosis, then there's this, quote, recommended course of care that we give for that diagnosis. But if you fall in the diagnostic of two or three different boxes, you're not quite, you know, you're not quite IBS, you're not quite interstitial cystitis, you're not quite TMJ, you're not quite MS, you're not quite rheumatoid arthritis, you're not quite chronic fatigue syndrome, then you're like, well, how do you treat it? And they're like, well, we don't know, because you're not in the box. And you're like, so now what? And they're like, um, send you a different specialist to do more tests. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. And especially for pain, you know, and you say, I don't feel good. And they're like, let's look at your, well, your, you know, your blood sugar is 500. Well, that's why you don't feel good. Hey, you don't feel good. Hey, your blood pressure is 250 over 190. Well, like, that's why you don't feel good. You know, there's there's a objective measurable test and there isn't with chronic pain. So that's one where different forms and symptoms of chronic pain can be headaches. I, <laughs> I had a, a family who came in more recently Husband started under care, wife just got, uh, came in for her initial with their five kids, right? And when I was going through their initial exam and consultation, I said, I noticed on your paperwork, you um, talked about your headaches. Can you explain more about that? And she was like, well, migraines are my normal headaches. And the husband happened to be in the room and we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, did you say normal headaches? And it's one that... Um, because it's something that is so common that we've normalized in our life. And that's what I see because, oh, everyone gets headaches. Everyone gets back pain. Everyone gets this. Everyone. No, it's common 
lots of people have it. It's not normal. What's the thing that Dave Ramsey says? Something like you carry around debt or student loans for so long, it becomes like a pet, <laughs> you know, like, but it's just one where like we've normalized it so much. But um, muscle aches and pains, joint aches and pains, arthritis, back pain, pelvic pain, um, nerve pain, fibromyalgia, which is more like fibromyalgia, the WebMD definition is overactive nervous system. It's widespread body pains. Um you might experience like soreness or stiffness, throbbing, shooting, burning, stinging, dull. It could be a mix of all of them. They're like, is it there for more than six months? And so there are there's reasons, right? There's causes on why we might experience this. And some of the things we <laughs> some of the things we want to acknowledge more than others, right? Um like one acknowledgement that I can say that uh, I see very often in the office is wearing high heels. Women who wear high heels, it puts you into a place where it puts you into hyper lordosis. It increases that and it compresses not only some of the sacral, but more specifically the lumbar nerve roots. And it tightens. There's a contracture that happens with those paraspinal muscles. So the lumbar, your lower back muscles. So if you were to like put your hand on your spine and your lower back and like just pull them out a little bit, those muscles, like why they feel so tight is because your body is not meant to be pushed forward by, you know, but this is a wedge. So, you know, the, you know, it's only an inch or it's only an inch and a half or two inches, but the body's not designed to be like that. Um, I had a gentleman who started to feel really good and he kind of drifted away right because like why would you still see a chiropractor for maintenance if you're feeling good um, but he still had underlying degeneration and he did a team lift you know what a team lift means that you're supposed to lift with a team guess what team he chose me myself and I and so uh, he's back in now more frequently because he flared up his lumbar spine poor posture hi if you work from home and during the 2020 two weeks work from home to slow the spread and you started working at your kitchen table and you're still at your kitchen table, there is a reason why you need to make some changes. Now, we often will look at pre and post objective measures. And interestingly enough, you know, the year or so after COVID, people, if they stayed the same or actually regressed a little bit, the first question I asked are, are you still working from home? And majority of those people, the answer was yes. And we say, well, you've got to reevaluate your workstation now. Because if it's something that's long-term, then you need to make long-term changes. My girlfriend in Chicago was working from her kitchen table. I'm like, dude, this is the worst posture you could ever have. Like, how long are you doing this? And she was like, we're never going back into the office. I'm like, oh, gosh. Um, poor posture, right? I see this a lot with people on their phones or tablets or devices, um, water beds or mattresses. More so, I will talk about mattresses. Oftentimes, bad mattresses exacerbate a low back more than I find cause a low back, if that makes sense. You're, and that's why, and that is also why so oftentimes people go, oh my gosh, my neck hurts, my back hurts, I got a new pillow, I got a new mattress. And I'm like, all those things are doing is are exacerbating your spine. Um, so different types, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, um, 
TMJ, multiple sclerosis, stomach ulcers, gallbladder disease, IBS, IBD, just same thing in different responses, autoimmune or chronic diseases, right? All of those things. So it's so hard because the most common go-to from the allopathic viewpoint is throw some NSAIDs on it non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. The problem with these side effects is they include increased risk of cardiovascular problems. So if you're someone who has high blood pressure, high cholesterol, look into that. Heart failure or liver failure, um, kidney failure, especially with primary chronic use. Well, what's, what's chronic use? Anywhere over two weeks. Look on it. It says do not exceed two weeks. How long have you been taking it for? Months? Years? How many bottles have you gone through? Gastrointestinal ulcers. I I had ugh, probably the last six months I've had over a half dozen people come in who have either had their kidneys, their liver shutting down, or their over-the-counter NSAIDs have created um, ulcers in their stomach. Hearing loss, allergic reactions, miscarriages. NSAIDs might also increase blood pressure in patients who already have existing hypertension. And in elderly patients, they're at a greater risk for adverse you know, aspirin, Celebrex, naproxen, right, which is a, like a leave, diclofenac, I see a lot of those ones, ibuprofen, which would be Motrin or Advil. And, the pro- and this is crazy because there are a lot of cold and allergy medications too. So when we look, it's saying, hi, and most of those are just saying, hi, brain, don't feel it. Hi, brain, don't feel it. Hi, brain, don't feel it. And you're like, but when you, when you go off of those, what is causing and so now when we come back, let's talk more about root causes, what may cause these problems, but then too, some natural solutions. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we're talking about chronic pain. It is something that unfortunately, is somewhat of a crapshoot in terms of treatment. Though there are causes. One, what I see a lot of in our office is that what has started is chronic pain, chronic headaches, chronic neck pain and shoulder pain, chronic back pain um, are common because of untreated cases of milder injuries, right? Um, slips, falls, traumas, uh, motor vehicle accidents, sports injuries, repetitive micro traumas at your job, nurses, dental, tattoo, right? Like I see a lot of people who do like line work, um, like, uh, 
conveyor belt line, like in factories. And you see this like repetitive movement that happens so much. So it's interesting because the majority of people who come in don't say, oh my gosh, my back went out and it has never, ever hurt before. They said, yeah, I had like mild pain, but nothing like this. And you're like, oh, you had mild back pain on and off for the last (laughs) six or seven years. And guess what happened? Like now it's big. It's like saying, hey, yeah, I've had this toothache on and off for the last five years. I finally go to the dentist. They're going to be like, what the heck? What are you doing? Why didn't you come in here five years ago when you had the first toothache? You're like a little Tylenol felt pretty good. So I, I I just did the NSAID thing. You'd be like, what in the world? You know, it's like seriously laughable. And so those are ones that I I see very, very often, especially too, you know, when you see the general wear and tear that happens, that's osteoarthritis. People talk about this a lot. They don't know the cause. I don't have time to dive deep into it today, but that osteoarthritis, it's wear and tear. And so just because your mom had it doesn't mean you need to have it too, but it's an imbalance. And so when you get to strengthening and correcting imbalances, you know, for example, I told someone the other day, I said, hey, yeah, they came in with knee pain. And I said, this pelvic rotation on unleveling your weight differential, we have scales in the office. He was carrying like 25 more pounds on one side than the other. Of course, your knee's going to hurt. If you walk around with, you know, two 13-pound bowling balls, do you think the wear and tear is going to happen on your lower back, on your hips, on your knees? And so I said, before we dive down deep into like doing all of this knee-related stuff, right, pull on my hip because my hip hurts, doctor. I'm like, why don't we get to the cause? And I talked to him the other day and he's like, it is virtually all gone. You know, for other individuals who said, hey, this is 50% resolved and still not, like now we're diving into if they're more of a candidate for PRP or stem cells in our office. You know, so it's just those aspects of, of that. Chronic inflammation. I will say that one of the causes of chronic pain is chronic inflammation. <sighs> um, I love Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they are my hardest times in the office because people treat their body like dumpsters. They eat like crap. You pre-eat Halloween candy, you eat Halloween candy, you eat leftover Halloween candy, you have Thanksgiving that roll into like pumpkin rolls. There's pumpkin rolls out like two months before Thanksgiving. Like why do you have pumpkin rolls out? What are you doing? That's too soon. It's too soon. Two months. Two one, two, two and a half months. Like what? No, right? So you've got all that. And then you have the pre-Christmas parties and then Christmas and then you have the New Year's. And so people are like, why am I getting adjusted and my back still hurts? I'm like, have you eaten on plan? Are you eating food that's going to cause inflammation or lessen inflammation? It is a question that is not people's favorite, right? You want to know why? Because it's put more onus on you. Like what you put in your mouth, you have complete control over. And all of the things you're putting in your mouth are designed to cause more inflammation, Another one that I see too is insulin resistance. Guys, when we're talking about like insulin resistance, it is often, even too with like fibromyalgia, um, they're linking more fibromyalgia pain back to insulin resistance. Their insulin resistance has um, been an underlying reason for not only fibromyalgia, but chronic pain. There's a study actually done in 2021 published in Pain Physician found that there's a possible link between insulin resistance and chronic pain, right? 
insulin resistant, some symptoms, you tend to be overweight, trouble losing weight, large appetite, craving sweets after meals, right? Like I have to have a sweet when I'm done with dinner. Insulin resistant. You feel tired after meals, like you need a nap. Um, PCOS is insulin resistant. Females who are testosterone, right, or estrogen dominant. Testosterone, like women who have a lot of hair on their chin, that's a sign of testosterone dominance. Males who have low testosterone, acne or skin tags, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, right? And that's one, too, again, we're evaluating that oftentimes when you have high sugar, it, it depletes the immune system, right? And so... Oftentimes, people who have more chronic inflammation also tend to have chronic infections. And so on the flip side of things, right, the chronic infection can lead to chronic inflammation when you're looking at like Epstein-Barr virus, um, Lyme's disease. I see a lot of patients in the office who have, um, who, um, have this like post-COVID syndrome. And the more that I see these patients who have post-COVID symptoms and syndrome, what I find is that your immune system was lessened, COVID depleted even more and allowed for things to show up. I got a patient more recently who was like, um, has been chasing these post-COVID symptoms and recently within the last month got diagnosed with Lyme's, but he's been, you know, this has been going on for a year. And you're like, I bet you you had Lyme's that whole time. COVID just tanked your immune system enough where all of these like Lyme symptoms, if you know anything about Lyme's, goodness gracious it presents in a multitude of different ways it's so hard to diagnose um right when we're insulin resistant and we're taking a bunch of NSAIDs it damages the gut lining which leads to leaky gut and food sensitivities mold is another huge one and so what do we do right like what can we do one number one is come into the office first and foremost you know, being able to see some sort of functional nutritional testing on like what is going on? Is there a nutritional deficiency? Is it a gut related issue? But first and foremost, we have to look at like, what does the spine look like? So many times people come in and they're like, oh, I don't really want to get adjusted. I want to do all the nutrition stuff. And you're like, everyone has utilized or looked at and evaluated your organ systems. You're doing the like, I'm eating right and exercising and I'm doing my proper supplementations. When in reality, it's not what you take, it's what you assimilate. It's what you absorb. And so to have the opportunity to say, hey, how well are the nerves that go out to your intestines. They did a research study years back and it looked at neurotensin. It's a component of your jejunum and it allowed for uh, nutrient absorption to be increased, right? Increased following adjustments. And so you're like, but my back doesn't hurt. And you're like, 7% of the nerves in your body go to things that feel pain, 93 or function. So when you look at these, when you're like, yes, anti-inflammatory, curcumin is a great one. Anti-inflammatory, nutrient-dense whole foods, greens, vegetables, sprouts, herbs, spices, fermented food, grass-fed beef, pasture-raised poultry and eggs, wild-caught fish, wild game, healthy fats, right? Um, coconut oil, ghee, butter, avocado, olive oil, um, extra virgin olive oil. All of these like really great things that, that you can do. But, you know, if your body's only utilizing a little part of that, like, are you really, that's where people feel like they're doing so many things. But again, have you ever actually gone to a doctor that's looked at and utilized your central nervous system? Your central nervous system is what controls every single cell, organ, and tissue in the body. 
for your heart to beat, lungs to breathe, stomach to digest, for you to absorb nutrients, for your body to heal, to fight inflammation. All of those things come back to that central nervous system. But because an individual may not have headaches, neck pain, or back pain, then they're like, I don't want to be adjusted. Just go through the functional nutritional testing that you do in the office. And you're like, that's great. But hey, you want to know how we're talking about like feeling good or neurotransmitters. And you're like, oh, majority are produced in your gut. Do you know how they get from your gut to your brain? Your vagus nerve, your 10th cranial nerve, right? Where that comes out of is the very, very brace of your brain stem. So if you have the shifting, you've had the loss of curvature, right? You've lost the curvature in your neck. People say that so nonchalantly. Yeah, I saw a chiropractor and I lost the curve in my neck. Well, do you have it back? No? Then what are we doing? It's literally what we specialize in in our office. So it's just getting back to when we talk about causation. Hi, I've lost the curve in the neck. Hey, I know my I have one leg that's short. Did they did they actually do like a standing and seated, like a weighted and non-weight-bearing x-ray to term anatomical discrepancy? Or did they just take an x-ray or you lay on the table and you're like, your leg is short? Well, that's likely a pelvic rotational discrepancy. Or did they measure belly button, ASIS, right, to the knee, down to the ankle? Did they actually measure? Was there a measuring tool involved to diagnose you with the short leg? No? Okay, well then, how do you know you have a short leg or is that a pelvic discrepancy? And you're like, well, that's why, I mean, again, we look and like, you're walking around with 10 pounds more on one side than the other. Well, of course, your knee's going to hurt. Your hip is going to hurt. That's going to shift your gait, the way that you walk. You know what compensates for that? Your lumbar spine, your lower back, which is connected to your thoracics, to your cervical spine, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Work backwards. Toes, knees, hips all the way up right like these are the ones it's all connected our human body is a closed chain system so the problem is is when we just say hey it hurts here help here or we say it hurts everywhere but just give me nutrition and you can't figure out why you're not feeling better well that's why you're still not getting to the root cause of the problem it's literally what our goal is at greenwood family chiropractic we have to get down to the root cause And so I thank all of you who are listening in advance when you come in that you trust us as practitioners to do just that. We have to start, though, looking at the structural spine. We've got to get down to the root cause of what's going on, how the body functions and how the body heals first and foremost. But in order to do that, we have to see you. And that's the step of are you going to commit to your health? Are you going to take the next step to figure out how to get down to the root cause of the problem? And that's what we want to do. Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. The easiest way is just schedule your appointment online. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. 317-893-2853. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. It is easy. It is simple. It's non-obligatory. Just figure out what's going on and you can make the best decisions for your health. So thanks for tuning in. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.